Welcome to the WrestleMania House Show special bonus episode. This is the end of Era 1. My name is Joey. My name is Chris. Chris, you okay? Just drawing the line in the sand with the arrow right here, right? I think so, yeah. I think that's a good place to do it. Okay. And I'll save my joke about why for later at the end of the show. So, But this is WrestleManias 1 through 5. We're going to wrap up the stuff we've talked about on the first five. And you've got to be thinking to yourself, what could you possibly tell us that you didn't already say uh, possibly ad nauseum on the first five? <laughs> right. But we found some stuff. We got some updates. As you may have noticed... We recorded these specials quite a bit ago, so yeah. we've got a little bit of updating to do, and just some uh, just fun geeking out WrestleMania stuff to do. <laughs> right. Well, the main purpose of these wrap-ups, in my opinion, not just updates and whatnots, what we missed, and and uh, some reactions actually from, from uh, friends and listeners of the show, which I think is a big deal, um, but also I think the main thing is how we're going to structure these wrap-up uh, era shows is we're going to list... We did the rankings for each show. Right. right? So what we're going to do... We've been talking about this master list that we're going to be building. Mm -hmm. These shows are going to be the top ten from this era. So we're going to rank... Like we rank every show, we're going to do top ten, ten to one throughout the show. So merging all of these shows together. Yes. And where the rest of the matches go, the 60 plus matches, we'll pay attention because we'll let you know later, okay? Yes. So, Chris, how do we start this thing off here? Let's just start at number 10. All right, number 10 of Era 1. Number 10 of Era 1. Actually, the final match of our first era is number 10 on our list, so it's pretty fitting. Oh, yeah. And I think this is a good signifier of... Is that, that's a good word? Signifier. Yeah. Yeah. Of the um, end of the era, because it's when the Mega Powers exploded. All right. It's Randy Savage versus Hulk Hogan for the WWF title. I like it. From I like it. Of course, five. Yes, at the Trump Plaza. And uh, any extra thoughts about this match? Other than I remember saying, "Wow, that actually got number one on the show." Yeah, you know, and it's uh, like I said, probably one of top three Hogan matches. I think uh, if I had to just off the top of my head, yeah, just whip him off. That's one of them. If not, the, if not maybe the maybe the best. I don't know. Well, we can't say that it's the best. Because yeah. I think you were right the first time. Okay. Because judging by our list, Hogan's on here three times. Oh, yeah. And this okay. is the third one. So you're okay. spot on the first time. Ooh, okay. All right. As long as no other matches he's ever had at WrestleMania make it onto our uh, master list. I'm curious to see how the Rock-Hogan match uh, holds up. Yeah. Now. Because yeah. I, I remember not being a big fan of it, but I understand you right. know, the, the importance of it. Don't get me wrong. So. Yeah. Well, but yeah, that's like four <laughs> eras from now. You just rolled your eyes and you said importance. Yeah. <laughs> but that leads into some other fun stuff we're going to get into on the show, right, Chris? Yeah, exactly. Uh, like I just mentioned, like a big deal for us is actually having people interact with us. And one of our longest listeners and good friends, uh, Adam, actually has sent us some feedback for a bunch of these shows. And. Uh, the first thing that we're going to do actually relates to the match we just talked about because he's talking about WrestleMania number 5. Yes, the great Adam Arthur from Cleveland, Ohio. I'd say as far as the WrestleMania house show goes, he is our Buddy Roberts here. <laughs> right. uh, and that's definitely no disrespect because yeah. that guy is the man too. Adam sends us a top nine reasons to love WrestleMania 5. The way he wrote it, I think he wants me to go from number 1 to number 9. So I'm just going to go that way, Chris, okay? Okay. 
All right. Number one, one of the best Hogan storylines, aside from Andre, and one of the best main event storylines is Hogan versus Savage. I was hooked as a kid. Yeah. That feud still stands out as one of my all-time favorite moments for Mania. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I can't argue that at all. I, I, I've talked about before. I want to say on the show how I one of the images I have in my head is of Hogan and Savage like fighting each other in the in the back when Elizabeth's on the like the table after she gets hurt. Yeah. Like I remember that so vividly. Left a really massive impression in my head. Yeah. Yeah. I still I could see all of it right now. You just talking about yeah. it, Chris. His number two, Rick Rude, gets best dressed. I love the IC belt on his gear. So rude of him. Yeah. And and it draws your attention to his crotch, which I'm sure he likes. Yeah, exactly. And just calling it, calling the, the was it the cart before the horse, or is it the horse before the cart? Don't what put you? the horse before the cart. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so. All right, no, you're right. The cart before the horse. <laughs> I got it backwards. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, here we go. Number three, Demolition versus Powers of Pain is one of my favorite tag matches in Mania history. For some reason, that match stayed with me my whole life. I will never forget Monsoon and Jesse both saying, They're all powerhouses. That line echoes in my mind. Just a great battle. Two of my favorite old school tag teams and Fuji. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you like Demolition more than I do. I think yeah. you're with Adam on that. I like him all right. Yeah. I, I was always put off by the makeup over mustache thing that they had going on. <laughs> but, uh, and I always liked the Warlord for some reason, too. Yeah. I guess. Why, he was solid. Yeah. He was very solid. And Barbarian's no slouch, either. Yeah. So. Here we go. Number four. Brainbusters versus Strike Force is a great match. Not something I enjoyed as a kid, but I enjoy it more as an adult. I think I said the exact same thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Right on. Number five. You're going to like this, Chris. He says, I agree with Chris. Hey. When I was younger, I was not really a fan of Dino Bravo as far as I could tell. But I remember an episode of Primetime Wrestling just before the birth of Raw, and they aired a match from Madison Square Garden with Dino. Now, if my memory serves me correct, I do believe Dino actually had changed his hair color. He's right, by the way. It was darker. Hmm. It had been a long time since I last saw him, and I remember being so happy to see him again. It was then when I realized I was a fan of his. (laughs) Nice. Number six. Jake versus Andre was a disappointment to me. Never really liked Stud as the guest ref, but at least he got to be a part of the event. Right. Always thought it made him look weak for some reason. I don't know if that's a reason to love the show, though. That's my only critique of that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, that's all right. I'll let you slide there, Adam. And uh, maybe this one too. His his number seven. I think I know. I think I know what you mean here, Adam. He actually said Red Rooster versus Brawler was my least favorite match. I think the reason he said that is because uh, Brawler's brawl with the Red Rooster actually lasted longer than the Hina match. Right. <laughs> so let's just go with that. Either way, it's going to be at the bottom of the list. Is it the bottom of our list? Maybe. I think maybe. Uh, he said he hated both of those guys as a kid. <laughs> right. he, he likes the brawler now, but he could care less for Taylor, so yeah. sorry. Number eight. Here we go. Back to positivity. Love the Rockers versus the Twin Towers. Yeah. This is just a great mania for tag matches. I mean, it's nothing special, but it was for me back then. Yeah. And we ranked it pretty high. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think that was that number two or three on the yeah, yeah, have to list. look at our list, something yeah, like yeah. that. And uh, all right, his number nine reason to love WrestleMania five. By the way, I checked with a buddy of mine who has a ton of knowledge in regards to pro wrestling history, and he confirmed that the quote uncomfortable rubbing moment from the Bushwhackers Rougeos <laughs> match was in fact a rib on the Bushwhackers. Nice. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean. 
handful of crotch. There's, there's crotch twice on your list, Adam, but that's cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty. It's, it makes me laugh even thinking about it now. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Love it. See? That's awesome. Thank you, Adam. The already the mania special is this, this end of an era special is definitely justified. Yeah. So thanks, Adam. All right, we'll get back to our list. Uh, we're gonna go from number five to number one. So huh. what is oh, what WrestleMania one? Yeah. I see what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> I was like, this is a weird list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're actually doing another main event. Oh, uh, it's gonna be a lot of them in here. Yeah, but um, this is the main event from number one at number nine on our list is the uh, Roddy Piper and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff versus Mr. T and Hulk Hogan tag team match. All right, I think yeah, I think that's it. It deserves to be there. It uh, well, obviously it does, or we wouldn't put it there. But um, I don't. Yeah, it's it's a good match. It's fun. There's a lot of celebrity star power to it, so it's a very WrestleMania type of match. Yeah, they still reference that match to this day. Yeah. So. Obviously, it is historically significant, and that has a lot to do with it. But yeah, I was once again when we watched it again, I was surprised how entertained I was by the match. Still, yeah, so that's yeah. Another, that that's something to be said for sure. Right, and uh, you know, seeing and uh, which main events outrank the other on the match list, this is really fun for me here. So, and there's so much stuff that we won't get to talk about on this episode, Chris. No. So, how are we going to fix all this for the listeners? Well, we keep talking about the master list. There's, uh, I think, 63 matches Something total like yeah. within the first uh, five WrestleManias. So what we're going to do, this master list that we keep talking about, is actually, we're not going to talk about every single match because we've already done it. Yeah. Uh, but what we're going to do is we're going to compile that list between the two of us, and we're going to put it on our website. So so if you haven't visited cnjradio.com to go to the Wrestling House Show website, then you're going to have to if you're interested in seeing this master list. So we're going to take all five of them, put them into one, put them up on the website. There's going to be stats, there's going to be links, there's going to be pictures, there's going to be awesome. So go there. Um, but I'm going to save the plugs till the end, the rest of them. Yeah. So, but one of the things you can do is see what ranked in our bottom of our master list, the worst matches in the first era of WrestleMania. And we actually, looking back, the uh, Red Rooster match actually is in that bottom five, if I if memory serves me correctly. Yeah. And also in that bottom five, unfortunately, um, are some women's matches. At least one women's match. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Chris, because that actually leads into something that I want to do on these era shows. And it's going to get even crazier as the eras go on, but I'm committed to do this now, Chris. So uh, We keep having ideas after we record. And yeah. <laughs> but I, I wanted to go ahead and, hey, this is the benefit of people. Let's say this is their first WrestleMania and they're following the show with us. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit of history surrounding what's going on with the titles. All right. So I want to do title histories for each era just to get people up to speed. So let's start by talking about the women's title, and we'll talk about the other ones later on in the show. So I wanted to do the one right before Mania 1, and then everything leading up to 5. Gotcha. So here we go. And there's a little bit of an asterisk at the end of this one, but the women's title, mm-hmm. officially, on July 23rd, 1984, in New York City, Wendy Richter defeated Moolah. Mm-hmm. And then on... February 18th, 85, which I believe was actually War to Settle the Score. I could be wrong, but I think that's right. Uh, Lilani Kai defeated Wendy Richter. And then, of course, at WrestleMania 1, Wendy Richter defeated Lilani Kai. Yes. I think, actually, the first three took place at the Garden. Actually, the first four here, because on November 25th, 85, the Spider Lady, a.k.a. Fabulous (laughs) Moolah, defeated Wendy Richter. So, first four, it looks like they took place at the Garden. Yeah. 
Now, I, I found New York City on the history, so I don't know if it was like maybe Nassau versus the Garden. Yeah, but yeah I there's think, a lot of places it could have been. Yeah, I think they were probably all the Garden. Now, here's something weird. When we talked about this, uh, Velvet failing to beat the fabulous Moolah, Velvet McIntyre at WrestleMania right. two, she actually did go on to defeat Moolah on July 3rd, 1986 in Australia. And then six days later, on same set Australian tour, Moolah won her belt back by defeating Velvet McIntyre. Six-day reign for Velvet. <laughs> now, Moolah would hold that title for uh, just a little over another year again. So, on July 24th, 1987, Sensational Sherry defeated the fabulous Thanks. Moolah in Houston, Texas. And then... Uh, let's see, back uh, all the way, and then Sherry would have it for about 15 months. She's kind of the honky-tonk man <laughs> of the women's title. Right. Uh, Rockin' Robin defeats Sensational Sherry October 7th, 1988 in Paris, France. And yeah. I actually saw that match, Chris, because they did a primetime wrestling special, like on a weekend, yeah. on USA, and they showed all of these Paris matches. Yeah. I, I, I can remember that, that card almost like it was yesterday, because I remember yeah. that match... And that was exciting because Robin beat Sherry. I hadn't seen a lot of Sherry, but I knew she was a bad, bad person to heal. <laughs> right, for sure. I remember I, I want to say the Hearts faced Demolition. I remember Lanny Poffo facing Boris Zukov because Boris Zukov won. <laughs> I've never seen Boris win a singles title or singles match ever. But uh, like I said, this is kind of cheating on the era. But basically, the woman's title, as we would know for a while, it actually got retired officially on February twenty first, nineteen ninety. Rockin' Robin being the last person to hold it. All right. Your WrestleMania five songbird, Rockin' Robin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Sherry actually even talked about um, taking the title from her in yeah. that show, so we talked yeah, about that. that but she would do that, but yeah. she never got her chance, Yeah, sadly. Uh, well, that's cool. There's not very many. In no. Because no, we're covering, what, five-plus years, because you started before the first WrestleMania, so... Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, g- Coming completely away from women's wrestling is uh, number eight on our list. It is the Funk Brothers of Terry and Haas Funk versus the Junkyard Dog and Tito Santana from WrestleMania 2. Yes, very happy with this one. Yeah. I'm so glad it's on the top ten because, like yeah. I said, it's a true gem of the first era. Like, all of those people deserve to be in the top ten. Despite, yeah, Tito's actually going to be on here again, but... Ooh, um, yeah, but yeah, the Funks and JYD definitely deserve to be in the in the top ten. Yeah, it's amazing. And we we talked a little bit ago here about uh, our our third man, our three man team here. You know, if we have one, it's Adam. And Adam sent us a email talking about the initial early WrestleManias. This is kind of a, a the blanket email he sent us talking about the first three Mania specials. So mm. here you go, Chris, and sit back and enjoy this one. I will. Feel free to chime in, of course. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, he actually talked about the beginning of the email. Uh, I'll paraphrase, but he actually sent me some links about WrestleMania history. There was a behind-the-scenes article. There's this two-parter, and it was like the, the stories you may not have heard. And actually... When I read them, I actually hadn't heard about some of these, so it was kind of cool. Yeah. And let's bring this one up. We were just talking about the women's title. He said, uh, according to this article, the reason Velvet lost at WrestleMania 2 was due to a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, you can see that. Like, when she's uh, like when she's getting pinned, when she's down on the mat, you can see her kind of, like, pull at her top. Yeah. said Velvet was supposed to beat Moolah for the belt, but when she attempted that splash, her top strap broke. You'll notice she grabs her chest... Moolah either noticed or was told by Velvet about the incident, so Moolah 
in parentheses, the original opportunist of the WWE, in my opinion, quickly covered her in awkward fashion. The ref's awkward positioning shows him getting instructions to end the match from either Velvet or Moolah. Hmm. Not sure, because of the botch finish, Velvet was given the title later, which I just referenced earlier. Yeah. But depending on who you talk to, some might credit Velvet's failed career in WWE to getting squashed by Moolah at WrestleMania 2. Yeah. There are, of course, many conspiracy theories surrounding many of Moolah's actions over the years that explain her amazing domination and reign over the women of the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shenanigans going on there. Uh, yeah, like I said, read up if you care. Also, the reason Dynamite Kid is not available for the post-match celebration is because he legit knocked heads with Valentine at the closing of the match. Yeah. I think he was busy counting the stars at the yeah, time. Yeah, you can tell that he's not there. <laughs> like, we talked about that, that he's just completely gone, and Davy Boy is actually even, like, kind of concerned yeah. for him, because yeah. he's, you can tell that he, he hurt himself. Here's some more observations here by Adam. As far as Mania 1 and 2 rankings go, I agree with your match rankings. All right. Uh, not much to argue with. Mania 1, with all due respect to everyone involved at the time, has to be one of their weakest shows, filled with rookie mistakes. Not that these guys on the card are rookies, but think about it. They were all rookies in terms of putting on a show of that magnitude. Yeah. What do you think about the Curtis? Uh Yeah, I think we kind of touched on that. I think yeah. that they didn't really know that WrestleMania was going to be WrestleMania. It yeah. was just it was a big show, of course, but it wasn't until three that it was they were like, Yeah, this is this is what it is. This is significant. Yeah. Said he said, uh, there never truly been anything quite like it, so they all showed their quote inexperience, as crazy as that may sound, but Alfred Hayes is a blast. His comments are just so simple. Quote And now we go back for some pre-recorded comments from the wrestlers. Yeah, end quote. As he's standing there and people are just walking by him and in front of him and kissing him. And yeah. yeah. I mean, come on, Alfred. Jazz it up a bit. Just kidding. Said Mania 2's biggest weaknesses uh, was the commentary, in my mind. I've always had an issue with number 2 because of Susan St. James. Her <laughs> voice was like Uh-oh. nails on a chalkboard. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Elvira is just awesome, so yes. no complaint from me. Yeah, uh, thank you, Adam, very much for validating my, my boyhood fandom and continual fandom. But th- I actually saw on... This is... Sorry, that just reminded me of something. On the WWE website recently, they had, like, some of, like, the weirdest uh, appearances at Mania, yeah. and Elvira made it on there saying, like, how bad she was at commentary. Yeah. But what? No. They, but they refused... To, is Susan on that list? No. no probably not. It's yeah. just Elvira's... Just cooler, and she's, she's a cooler celebrity. She's fun to look at, so they could yeah. put the picture on there. Yeah, so. of course. And yeah, one thing I like the commentary. I agree completely with Adam because they couldn't put like a super team in the commentary booth because they had to split them between the three venues. Yeah. So they had to put one the guy that's good, and then someone else. Yeah, you know. But he says she gets a free pass from him. Jesse so. and Elvira were definitely the best. But there were so many sound problems you couldn't even like Jesse sounded like he was in a box. Yeah. Let's say it's the Mania phone booth. Yeah. Uh, best gear of the night for WrestleMania one was Iron Sheik. I like this the <laughs> WrestleMania red carpet. Here. Yeah. He goes, I always loved those blue shorts. Amazing considering that time period. For someone who appreciates more quote unquote crafty arts, I think those shorts are great. I think you talked about his pants too, didn't you? Uh, the Mania three pants. Yeah, and the those shoes. things are fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, there were. I'm getting into a little red carpet of myself here. In uh, Mania 2, I have to go with Hercules. I love a great costume, and he was rocking the best one, a gladiator style. I'm also a big fan of Hercules, rest in peace, and so I always loved his match with Steamboat. 
I guess if I was to disagree with your rankings, I would have to say that George Wells versus Jake and Uncle Elmer versus Adrian Adonis. I see why you guys rank Jake's match higher. I guess I look at it the same way. I try to take many different things into account, but in my mind, what gets the Elmer match over would would be that it was a higher profile match and their individual contributions to the business at that time outranked George Wells and Jake combined. True, but if you just watch the match not knowing anything about wrestling and contributions, then I still... You you actually fought me on that Elmer Adonis match. A and, little bit, yeah, because yeah. I thought it was pretty entertaining. And I it think it's not fun. Yeah. Uh, and he says, I understand Jake went on to a big career, but George not so much. Yeah. Elmer, unfortunately a crook, according to Hillbilly Jim, yeah. by the way. And, and Adonis were big names. Again, that's not all I'm considering, but that's what I would say gets them the final advantage. Another way of explaining it would be, when I look back at that match, I think about how lucky we are to have them on a card. If a person were to look at WWE's history and they were to only see Mania and its participants, then we are quite lucky that they made it on to a show. True, but if you just see WrestleMania's history, Uncle Elmer is like, who? I right. mean, and he didn't have a good showing in that match, in my yeah. opinion. But, but that's that leads into why I think there should be a battle royal every year. Yeah, yeah. So because it's a snapshot of the yeah. roster, and that's what he's kind of getting into. Yeah. I think yeah. uh, Adonis had one more great moment with Piper at Mania Three. We'll get to that. But I believe that it was for Elmer, and at the very least, despite his crooked ways, he will be forever remembered uh, for that era, definitely yeah. for sure. I mean, it's one of those things he's not as remembered now, right. like as Hillbilly, and and I think rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, he goes on. It's also been rumored that Bruiser Brody was offered money to invade Mania 1. Huh. It's unfortunate that Brody never had a Mania moment, and even more unfortunate that he never got to showcase his amazing talent for the WWE crowd. I absolutely agree. That's a missed opportunity if that was ever on yeah. the table. My God, what would he have done? Where would he have gone? Yeah. Does he go anywhere he wants? Uh, so anyway, he says, that's why I'm thankful that Adonis didn't make it. Both died before their time. Elmer Adonis match is also a type of match you will never see again in WWE. Good. Uh, <laughs> you say good. <laughs> I think it's I think it's a lost era, and I would I, I think there's a place for it. Yeah, but I I definitely we've talked about this a lot. I am definitely more of a fan of the comedy wrestling than you are. Yeah. And you know that that's totally cool. Uh, he says, I can't explain it, but it definitely right here, right? He says, he says that's a comedy that you just don't see anymore. Mm-hmm. Somewhat offensive, depending on how you look at it, but still something I can appreciate from a distance. But I have been abused by WWE for so many years that I've learned to appreciate the little things. That's why even though Mania 1 and 2 are among the weakest and my least favorite WrestleManias, I still have a fondness for a time period that is long gone with an art and a style long gone as well. Watching old WWF is almost like mourning a lost loved one in a way. No matter how many years go by, I will always miss that time. It was simple. Rules were followed that made sense, and ignorance was bliss. <laughs> what do you What do you say to that, Chris? I agree. I mean, it's this is what the trouble we're going to get into as we go along doing this series is trying to rank uh, Money in the Bank or a triangle ladder match versus Uncle Elmer and Adrian Adonis. Yeah. You can't do it. But, but we're we're gonna do it. I think evolution is gonna have to take place. Yeah, to a point. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, I I loved the era too. I was a huge fan at the time, and it's yeah, it it definitely has its place. And sometimes, you know, that's it's when rules were rules, and we weren't sure if it was all fake, and you know, so 
Yeah. Um, I'm going to save this last part, I think, uh, because we're about to talk to a match that's pretty relevant to it. So, Chris, let's get back to the list, and then we'll get back to Adam's email. All right. Um, Well, coming in at number seven was actually, yeah, talking about Adonis and Elmer. Adonis does make our top ten of our first era of WrestleMania. It was the WrestleMania three match of Rowdy Roddy Piper versus Adrian Adonis. Piper's retirement match. Hair versus hair, I guess. And don't forget Jimmy Hart. And Jimmy, yeah. Basically a handicap match. Yeah, basically. I'd say I do like Adrian Adonis a lot. I thought he was over the top even in this one, but it worked. Yeah. So he needs, uh, that's the kind of foil you want for for Adrian. I can totally understand that, yeah. So glad to see that match in number seven. Like I said, that, that might be the real, you know, I talked about matches I liked in the first two. No, like uh, no, let's say the first tag title match at one, uh, and then the Funks match, and the Bulldogs match at two, but this is the first classic main event match. Yeah, I think I think yeah. it is at least. I mean, all due respect to the main event at one, but this is the first one that's like I will never miss another WrestleMania. <laughs> right? And yeah, that's the match that does it. Like I just mentioned, they had figured it out by three. They were like, okay, well, we need to make this iconic because this is a big deal. And it's going to be a big deal for as long as we can do it. Yeah. So and yeah, and it was matches like this that showcased these guys that yeah. that really made it mean something. Yeah. And Adam agrees with us right here. Back into here, he says Mania Three is where it all begins for me in terms of absolutely loving WrestleMania Thanks. from bell to bell. My quote golden era of WrestleMania starts at three and ends at thirteen. Those are the years right. I enjoyed the most and rewatched the most. Four, five, and six were my absolute favorites. Really? So, uh, yes, yeah, so I'm very excited for the upcoming episodes of the WrestleMania House Show. Well, he's he's got to hear at least four and five at this yeah. point. So, yeah, the, we're going to get into that a little bit later, talking about four and five, because yeah. I know we were, we were kind of harsh on it uh, going into going it. Going into it, yeah. But uh, one last part about his first WrestleMania email here is, you can't argue that Andre versus Hogan is the marquee match, but Steamboat versus Savage wins best match, hands down. But there are so many enjoyable moments and historical figures at three, that makes it a true gem. I can't imagine younger generations having the appreciation we have of an event like WrestleMania 3. I also have to mention how great that the minis are on that show. Yeah. <laughs> Such legendary minis. That's getting into what you talked about with Elmer earlier. Yeah. Again, another moment I'm so thankful for and proud of. Those guys standing with Bundy and Jim deserve so much respect. Talk about another lost art. Let me cut in here on Adam's email. Um, I, it's like it's like he's giving me money to do this, but I swear, I mean, I love Cole Cabana's Art of Wrestling podcast, and it's not competition because we're fans. He's an actual worker, but uh, you know, when you are signed to WWE, they let you have access to the vaults in the sense of you can make requests, and they yeah. will like FedEx like stuff to you, uh, matches and stuff. Yeah, he goes, it's you like know, Netflix for professional wrestlers. Yeah, I mean, what a what a get, man! I want to do that. Yeah, right. So he's like, you know. And he's like, he's not talking down about this stuff. He goes, like, when people request stuff, they always request. They always request the same shit. Yeah. He's like, you know, everybody's like, you know, Steamboat Flair and, you know, and that stuff's great. He goes, they must have thought I was the weirdest guy in the world because I was requesting midget matches from the garden in the (laughs) 70s. So it's like, yeah. So he he loves his minis as well. Yeah. All right, and I wanted to put him on the Mania House Show somewhere here, and I figured midgets is appropriate. <laughs> uh, back to Adam's email. Thankfully, Mexico can still produce great matches with, quote, smaller stars like the minis. 
And finally, can I take a moment to express how much I love... Oh, sorry, I put love in his, his, his <laughs> words. Let's say how much he likes and respects Billy Jack Haynes. Mm. Rough life he had and a tough break in terms of his WWF career. He may not have the best reputation, but when I watch him, I'm reminded of how much I wish his career could have been better. Chris? <laughs> Um, you, you don't have enough Billy Jack Haynes reference to comment on that, do you? Or do you? Not really. No, I was just gonna say the only real reference that I have because I don't really remember him that well when I was a kid yeah. is this match, this match yeah. from the first era. So, and, and, Adam, uh, why don't you send us I, an email recommending some Billy Jack Haynes yeah, matches? Yeah, like that. yeah, I definitely. That. I I would definitely like to see him because, yeah. and we like Hercules too. I mean, like yeah. Adam said that he really liked Hercules. I yeah. love Hercules as well, yeah. but they just didn't. Full Nelson matches, even though it wasn't officially one, just yeah. doesn't really yeah, any build up to that. It's kind of death for us. Yeah. Uh, but going back to his email here, again, just so many guys I'm thankful for. Thanks, guys, for your time. Sorry this was long. Ad, don't worry about it. You're the only one writing. Uh, I'm very excited about these episodes, and we'll be watching every mania along with you guys. Nice. I love that. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Thank you, <laughs> Jinx. I will definitely have something to say about Mania 4 and 5, which also took place at my favorite Mania venue. Can we also rank best venue? Trump's casino location tops my list. Take care, guys. Adam. Chris. Joey. As uh, Have we been throwing a ball here? Or do we need to pick this one up I here? Think we do. Best venue? Yeah. Can we just go ahead and do a master list? Actually, I did read this email in advance of recording the show. <laughs> yeah. Chris was like, we, we need to do the venues. There's only, even though there was five manias in this era, there's actually six venues. Six venues. Yeah. Yeah, because Trump doubled. Trump, okay. Trump twice, but like, they had three at two. It's like, why isn't there seven? Yeah, five <laughs> plus three minus two, it's six. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't, in my, yeah, that was right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's uh, so let's do it. I mean, real quick. Do you want to start at the? I mean, I think. Do you want to start at the top? Because I mean, top is obvious to me. Yeah. And when we started this, yeah. No disrespect to Adam, but yeah. it's got to be the Pontiac. Pontiac Silverdome. I mean, they did Trump twice, but as far as venues go, yeah, I'd have. Uh, it's a Silverdome. You look yeah. at it, and it's oh my god, this yeah. is like a huge deal. Yeah. It's the biggest one yeah. they've ever had. Yeah. But but. You know, in all fairness, Trump is definitely number two on our list. Yeah, plus I li- I th- it I looks bigger. Like I said, it, it always looks it bigger does, and grand. Yeah. You know, and I like the little dangling lights, the <laughs> yeah. Christmas lights, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, so it was definitely very cool. Uh, I think uh, for Pontiac Silverdome, of course, the uh, the carts actually helped yeah. a lot too. Yeah, totally. that's part of the venue. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pontiac Silverdome number one, Trump Plaza at number two. Yeah. So that takes care of three, four, and five. Yeah, there you go. And actually, I think WrestleMania 2 is going to have to make an appearance here. I got Rosemont Horizon in Chicago as number three. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like Chicago gets that pass, but they are Wrestling Town USA at this point, and that building had uh, good reactions, good attitude, you know, even all the way down to the kid in the front row trying to catch the fridge. <laughs> yeah. Those are fans. Yeah. Those are effing fans right. right there. I didn't see anybody at Nassau doing that for no. anybody. And. You know, I didn't see anybody try to catch Orndorff from Morocco when they tumbled out. No. So there you go. That's why I got to do it. Uh, yeah. So that's number three, the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago. Uh, number four, um, controversial pick to put him uh, below the Chicago. Maybe so, because we're putting Madison Square Garden at number four. Yeah. Uh, below those, but it'll I, have its time to, yeah. to be the king. I don't you think know. you can argue that. No. I mean, you can try, but yeah. And it's kind of almost a two-way tie for last, but. Yeah. I think uh, I'm going to have to put L.A. Sports Arena at number five officially, I yeah. think. 
You know, because Nassau just didn't really do anything for it me. It had so many problems with, like, audio and sound and in the venue, so that yeah. counts. Yeah. And that was the other thing. Chicago was, like, kind of smooth sailing, yeah. honestly. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. So, I think. Yeah. So, LA Sports Arena came in at number five, and then Nassau Coliseum, number six. Yeah, and a squeaker right there at yeah. the end. So, there we go. We're going to keep track of those. We're going to have to be doing, like, on all of our era wrap-ups. We'll, oh. we'll do that. So yeah. thank you for the suggestion. And yeah, thanks, Adam. More yet, work for yet us. more content for <laughs> us. I'll put it that way. Yeah, content. There yeah. you go. I like that. That's way better. Thanks, all man. Right. <laughs> all right, so getting back to our list, uh, we're going to go to WrestleMania number one. This is the last entry for WrestleMania number one on our top ten. Coming in at number six is the tag team title match of the U.S. Express versus uh, Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik. All right. Like I said, first great match of WrestleMania, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. The first important match. Yeah. You know, no disrespect to the the Tito match, which was close, but this is is the event match. Yeah. Prior to the main event. Super fun. Absolutely, man. And... Hey, you know, we, we love a good tag match, a good tag title match with tons of drama, and this was not lacking in it. Mm-hmm. Chris, I think it's time. Is it okay if I just enter in? Let's do some tag team title lineage from Era 1. All right, so, yeah, go for it. The, the US, U.S. Express had it going into WrestleMania 1. Yeah, they actually, def- here's one, they defeated the team of Dirty Dick Murdoch and Adrian Adonis right. to come in with it. That was, that was on January 21st, 85 in Hartford, Connecticut, and... Of course, dropped them to Sheik and Volkov at WrestleMania 1, March 31st, 85, officially. Three months later, June 17th, 1985, the U.S. Express regained the tag team title for the good old USA in Poughkeepsie, New York, all the way up to, and they had the tag titles for just about two months, a little over two months, because on August 24th of the same year, the Dream Team comes in and defeats the U.S. Express in Philadelphia, and going all the way up to April 7th, 1986, the British Bulldogs at WrestleMania 2 defeat the Dream Team in Chicago. And then January 26th, 1987, Tampa, Florida on Superstars of Wrestling with the evil Danny Davis as referee. The Hart Foundation defeats the British Bulldogs. Uh, which would kind of lead into... A match we may be talking about later. Yeah, exactly. Strike Force come in about nine months later, actually exactly nine months later in a day, where they defeat the Hart Foundation on October twenty seventh, nineteen eighty seven, in Syracuse, also on Superstars of Wrestling. It's interesting yeah. putting a title change on TV quite a bit. Yeah. And then the Strike Force had it until March twenty seventh, nineteen eighty eight, where they met a certain team in Atlantic City, New Jersey, at WrestleMania four, named Demolition. And there ends era number one wow. of the it's not tag that many. team titles. No, yeah. not not too many. So it wasn't the time when. Well, I guess even lately the tag yeah. titles haven't changed that much. Like this last year. Yeah, you wait till we get to like the fourth or fifth era. I'm gonna be cursing Russo yeah. so bad. <laughs> yeah, that was the era where we saw oh, all the time. Man. Are you really gonna be doing a, yeah. a hardcore title history? Ah, <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna at least maybe. I'm gonna reigns that lasted more than a day. I'm gonna alphabetize list them. How about that? We'll All just right. do that. <laughs> we'll figure it out when we get there. I we got time. Sure as hell, try, Chris. All right, but going back to our list, um, coming in at number five, I think this may be kind of a controversial. Well, it was controversial when we ranked it on the show itself. Yeah. So it's going to be controversial here just by default. It is Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant 
the WWF title match from WrestleMania number three. Yes. Number five in the top ten of yeah. the first era. And that's us not healing the match. Just go back and listen to the number three special and, you know, we defend the match, but to a certain degree, this is where our rankings have to go into wrestling does have to mean something to a point. Yeah. And historical significance can only get you so far. Yeah. Is it entertaining? Yeah, it's fine and entertaining. Great commentary. It's not terribly long either. Right. That's just those little factors. But like I said, yeah. I think wrestling worked great. And rewatchability, Chris, you keep saying that, and that's absolutely gospel to me. Rewatchability is key here. Yeah. But I think if you, when you take our lists, take our master lists, watch the shows with us as Adam is doing. Yeah. And uh, you, I think if you have this show in recent memory and you watch it, you'll be like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So, and if you don't mind me just getting into this, <laughs> you you were uh, commenting on how m- lack of entries of the tag team title changes we had, Chris. Mm. Going just prior to Mania One, there's only four. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> Hogan defeated Iron Sheik on January twenty third, eighty four. Of course, at the Garden. You've seen it to death. At least yeah. the finish. Yeah. And it took all of uh, well, four years. Four years and a month. Andre defeats Hulk Hogan in Indianapolis on February 5th, 1988, going into the title being vacated. Savage defeats DiBiase March 27th, 1988 in Atlantic City, and also in Atlantic City, just a little over a year from then, April 2nd, 1989, Hogan defeats Savage. So four changes in this era, and I'm, uh, it's basically three, yeah. Yeah. but I put that one in there, and, you, and we talk about two of them in our specials, because it was at Mania 4 and 5. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we kind of covered that already, but yeah, yeah it's yeah. good to know that they were... I, I think when you think about that era, and you think about Hogan, then yeah, there's not going to be a whole lot of title changes. Yeah, I think we can officially call Era 1 the Hogan era. I think so. Yeah. And I think I have a pretty good name for the next one. Uh, but we'll get to we'll that at the end of the special. So ask me that at the end of the show, okay, Chris? <laughs> I remember, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so going back to the list, we we like tag team matches, and what's better than two on two? Three uh, on three. Oh, three on three. Yeah, yeah that can be good. It can be yeah. good. Um, I've, seen some, I've seen some doozies in my time. Yeah, and uh, speaking of doozy, number four on our list is the six man tag team match from WrestleMania three. The Hart Foundation with Danny Davis versus the British Bulldogs and Tito Santana. Who you rather have in your corner, Chris? Um, Matilda or Jimmy Hart? <laughs> uh, Jimmy Hart. Well, yeah. Because yeah. if he's not there, you don't win. Right. Not in that match, at least. Yeah. And he'll take a beating for his team. Oh, so. yeah, he will. Yeah. Like Was I said, that, that head bump from one still yeah. gets me, yeah. by the way. that That's something to look up. If you haven't started watching him again with yeah. us, you'd... Watch Jimmy Hart hit the floor at one. He yeah. hits his head on the damn concrete. And I don't think Matilda can write me an entrance song. So no, no. I mean, she she shined in four. She definitely shined at the beginning of the match. Yeah, but she's not going to help you win it. Right. It's just a moral support thing. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Chris, I 
I like um, our our fine listeners, however many there are out there. Right. I actually listen to the show after they go up too, because yeah. you know I like to fact check my own self, yeah. just how weird I am sometimes. And you would think you would do that before. Well, no, I mean I do my research proper before okay. the show. But here's the thing about a show going up, and it's like we recorded this thing when these first two recorded quite a ways back. It was early, and that's this is where I just apologize in the sense of. And you know, I didn't think it was going to happen, so I thought, okay, well, this fact is, this whole thing is locked up. It's it's not even going to sound dated at this point. Mm-hmm. But when we were doing the WrestleMania two special, I was doing a Where Are They Now and Bruno Sammartino, and that's probably uh-huh. where those of you listening knew the cat was out of the bag. That hey, these guys recorded these a few months ago, because as of this year, two thousand thirteen, as of this recording here. Right. Bruno San Martino did go into the WWE Hall of Fame yeah. initially. This has a happy ending. I even said, you know, Bruno's just been bitching about the company for the last Yeah, did we years. say, like, it's never going to happen or something like that? Yeah, and I even said it on the show. But I was wrong. I'm here to say I was no, wrong. No, no, you weren't wrong. You were correct at the time. Yeah. You were right then, and you're right now. And, and uh, massive applause to Triple H for making it happen, because yeah. all the credit goes to him in print for making Bruno an official part of the Hall of Fame. And, so yeah, I think that's really the only instance where I was listening to the show and I'm like, i got to fix that. Yeah. And so I just wanted to do it on record here at the end of the era. Cool. That show. So, yeah. Chris, I made my mistake correction thing here on the show. Update. It's an update. Oh, yes. I like it. An update, Chris. And... There was something else that I took with me. I mentioned it twice, I think, in the first five episodes, is that I wanted to see Jesse the Body Ventura spoil Hogan's WrestleMania Four tournament dreams. No. I thought it was a good idea. You agreed with me, and I, I still would have loved to have seen that, Chris. One thing that bothered me is that I want to ask you now, is there anything in there that you would like to add that would make something better? Or make something go from bad to great, or you know, just is there a missed opportunity that you see that could have been that could have realistically happened? Even somebody, that, as long as they're competing during this time, right. or just a story change, what would you, what do you really want out of this? Just if you're fantasy booking it, see, I don't have much context for this because I really, I mean, I kind of remember here and there, but most yeah. of my memory sort of comes from the shows itself. Right. But I kind of have to go back and agree with Adam again. Like, the Bruiser Brody thing been kind of awesome. Like, no matter what, just come in and ruin someone's night, you know? Yeah. Um, other than that, you know, I don't really have much. I wish that uh, Jake and Rude hadn't sucked up the building at uh, four. That's a, that's a really Anything, good point. You know? that, could have, that could have been so it great, It could have been too. so good. But yeah. it that was, could be one of those matches they showed a development kid. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, they could have taken that opportunity to steal the show, knowing that they would both be gone. Yeah. They could have wrestled as hard as they possibly could for 15 minutes. Yeah, and they would have been like, "Wow!" Like they could have surpassed Savage uh, DiBiase. They could have definitely competed for sure. That yeah. Thing. So yeah. So I think I think that's probably my uh, my biggest. I would. I guess I shouldn't say regret, but my no. biggest thing. I was like, man, that yeah. could have been so much better. That match could have set the standard for those beat the clock matches they yeah. have now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Chris. I, I'm, that makes me feel a lot better, I'm, and I, I really liked. <laughs> I, I like that observation. So thanks. Good on you. Thanks. Well, getting, getting back, back to, to the, the list. List. yeah, getting back to the show. Um, well, we just had a British Bulldogs match, so why don't we put another one in there? 
Okay. At I'm, number I'm all for it. Yeah, at number three is the British Bulldogs versus the Dream Team for the Tag Team Titles from number two. We already talked about that a little bit on the show. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but I mean, because, yeah, we referenced uh, Dynamite Kid knocking himself pretty much out cold, so it was just a great match. We already talked about it, and Star Power, WrestleMania, it's it's good. From yeah. a not-as-good show, it was a great, great match. Yeah, absolutely. It's It sticks out. So, Chris, I've got a little bit more here from you now uh, from Adam, and I think this could hopefully segue into the next entry on the list. A little tease for the next entry. We were we talked about we were pretty harsh going in to the WrestleMania House Show Special Number Four. Correct that one. So initially, Adam came in and said he's going to defend it. So All right. Here's his email about WrestleMania Four, Chris, and. He says, I get the f- I'm getting the feeling that you and Chris might not be a fan of 4 overall. So just in case, I think I need to jump in here since I'm a huge fan of 4. I absolutely love 4 and 5. I love the venue for one thing. That goes back to earlier. Because yeah. I don't care how bad it looks now in 2013. But back then as a kid, I thought it had a lot of character. It certainly stands out from other manias. I love the red and blue lights in the ceiling. He's right there with me there. I love the steps and the long walk the wrestlers had <laughs> to take to and that, from that the one ring. step in the middle of the ramp that all of them tripped over. <laughs> yeah, they all eated on it. It's not the production for today's standards, but I like it. Simple. And back then, that was classy in my mind. I'm tired these days of all the venues looking exactly the same. I'm with them on that. Yeah, they're all like stadiums, and I, I get them confused now. Like, yeah. Like Miami, and yeah. all of them look the same now. Yeah. yeah. It's like back then, venues had character. Mania always was the best in terms of location. It's much harder to describe your favorite Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, or SummerSlam location unless you pick Madison Square Garden or a venue from your hometown. I mean, my favorite Survivor Series locations would be Madison Square Garden or Richfield Coliseum here in Ohio. That was a good one for Survivor Series, actually. But with Mania, just about every year has something unique. As a kid, I always appreciated that, and as an adult, I still look forward every year to what Mania will look like. Now, it's more about the set at the entrance, but due to WWE booking very large venues, they still have to have some character. Anyways, my fondest memory as a child are watching Mania, especially number four. I used to bug my cousin because whenever I went to his house, he had the tape, and I wanted him to put the tape in. Of course, back then it was on two VHS tapes, but I loved it. Here's why. First off, it starts with a battle royal. Now, that's going after my heart there. That match is when I fell in love with Battle Royals. Back then, I didn't have a lot of experience in wrestling, but the Battle Royal was awesome. In my opinion, it was better than the one at number two. What do you think about that? Um, yeah. Alright. That's, that's, I'd say yeah. it's pretty even, Steven. He says, I loved Animal Steel, Killer B, Sika, Hillbilly Jim, Bret Hart, Bad News, etc. All of them except for Danny Davis. Mm-hmm. Boo. <laughs> I remember thinking how unfair it was that George Steele wouldn't get in that ring. <laughs> I love the ending to that battle royal as well as Brett smashing the trophy. Second reason I love number four. It's a tournament. Love tournaments. I love tournaments too. Yes. Back then, that was when WWE did tournaments right. It's not the greatest tournament ever, but it makes number four stand out on its own. Yeah. Makes it different from all the other manias, but personally, I liked a lot of the matchups. For example, you're going to love this, Chris. He says, I loved watching Bam Bam versus One Man Gang. Uh-huh. Class Battle of the Big Men. Matches like this as a kid just had me in awe. As an adult, I look at the matches differently, but back then I was amazed. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you do see things differently as a kid, and I think yeah. that's, I mean, we're finding that as we're doing, as we're trying to rank these. Yeah. Uh, another reason I love four is we get to see Savage wrestle three times. You wrestled four times, sir. Yeah. Uh, great finals match with DiBiase. I mean, I believe the finals were supposed to be different, and they changed it to Savage versus DiBiase at some point. So glad they did, because they deserved to have a main event at that time. I think it's DiBiase's only main event at Mania, if I'm not mistaken. He's absolutely correct. Again, I'm not looking at number four as having all five-star matches, but it brings back some great memories and showcases some of my all-time favorites. True. Um, but A lot of ours, too. Yeah, but some of the bad, like I just referenced in my missed opportunity wish list thing, get yeah. so bad, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I... I I still can't love that Bam Bam Woman game match as much as I like both of those guys. Yeah. Um, uh, going back to Adam's email, I have voted for best dress so far each year. <laughs> I think the award for best dress at four has to be a tie between Brutus and Sir Oliver Humperdinck. <laughs> I'm going uh, with Brutus. I was going to go with Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, there you go. She changed four times that night. Yeah. Matched matched her man every match. So yeah, I'm going with Elizabeth on that one. Yeah, that's definitely the more. Uh, Manly pick you got there, <laughs> sir. I, I yeah. have to say, yeah, I say Elizabeth and then Brutus, <laughs> just for officially. <laughs> uh, he goes, that's all I'm going to say. And I'll, I also noticed you guys were not big fans of Billy Jack Haynes. I understand, um, but he uh, he goes back. This is back from the other one. He goes, mm-hmm. I actually recommend his shoot video with. Uh, uh, he did one with our video a few years ago. Yeah. Fantastic, and it really explains why he was the way he was. I had a bad opinion on him for so many years until I watched a shoot interview with him, and it changed everything. He really was dealt a very rough hand in life. Look back now, and and I can see his talents. That goes back to that. Uh, He goes, the reason I bring him up is that I think I forgot to mention in my previous email that I voted him best dress at WrestleMania (laughs) 3. Yeah, the hat, the the leprechaun kind of uh, coloring is going on. All right. I've really put myself out there with this email. You guys are probably never going to want to hear from me again. But you knew I was a little off when I told you how much I like Sid. <laughs> Still with you on that, sir. I, yeah. I enjoy Sid. I, 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 he's not my favorite wrestler ever, but he's one of my favorite personalities. Still, <laughs> yeah, neither. Uh, overall, for me, Mania three and twelve are about some of the best memories I have of being a fan of wrestling. So I will say my feelings about each are pretty strong. I have watched them time after time, and I forgot one last thing about four that I love. Bob Euchre on commentary. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Let me just say that Gorilla Monsoon, Jesse Ventura, and Bob Euchre is comedy gold. Of course. Aside for some maybe offensive comments from the body, like, quote, Heenan looks like a Chinaman. Yeah, that, that, that statement didn't age very well. No, yeah. That's ugly. But other than that, they are gold. I miss Monsoon more than anything. Here, here. So with that, I'm done for now. I'll have to wait to hear how you guys rank the matches. I'll let you know if I agree or not. So far, I agree with all your rankings. Take nice. care, Adam. Thank you again, Adam, for all that. Thank you very much, Adam. It's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he was talking this. He was talking about four for this one, and talking about uh, DiBiase's only main event at WrestleMania and mm-hmm. how good that match was. And it comes in at number two on our top ten list for the rankings for the first era. Ted DiBiase versus Randy Savage for yes. the title. And that's where we have to do the historical significance over all the other matches from the other shows. So I think Macho Man's first world title has to be given that kind of a spotlight. Yeah, I mean, it's that plus it was just a good match. Yeah, exactly. 
And um, it wasn't as short as I remember it being yeah. from the first few times I watched it because it, you know, it, it, like you know, like it's it's longer than the second main event from WrestleMania two. Yeah, I think so, yeah. It's about maybe about the same, but yeah, I yeah, exactly. Build. Too wasn't very long, yeah. But the build is great. You know, it, it's you you could see it coming because even the fans, even the fans at that time, right. saw Hogan coming out from a mile away. Yeah. I mean, it just made sense. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's a great match, and the fact that it's DiBiase's only main event is is kind of criminal, but yeah. deserves respect. And like Adam was saying, like I do love me a tournament, and mm-hmm. like he said, not a great tournament, not the best, yeah. but it did do its job in building the story that Savage did have to wrestle four times that night and DiBiase only wrestled what like three I think yeah this was his third yeah so Savage was the favorite he had to wrestle more he had to wrestle more difficult matches or more competitive I guess and uh, DiBiase was coming in a little bit uh, more fresh, yeah, and so yeah, it's it's just good all around. And the story they told that night is what in, you know encapsulates the match yeah. so perfectly because it's like it's the true old school testament of hard work pays off, right? And evil never wins. Yes, <laughs> you know DiBiase, like every move he made to get that belt, yeah, and he still couldn't get it. Yeah, at he, the end he, of the day, no he, matter how much he cheated, he tried to buy it initially, and that's what uh, caused it to be um, uh, vacated in yeah. the first place. Yeah, and all of his his abused help, yeah, uh, gets hurt. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't care. do anything about it. Karma. Yep. You know, even as, oh, I got Andre, it's in the bag. Yeah. But then the action of using the chair on Hogan comes back to haunt him in the match. Yep. So there's a lot of story here. Yeah, it really is. Thinking yeah. about it like that. Yeah. And we were hard on for going into it. Um, and that's, I think, where he Adam sent his email was before yeah. he probably listened to our WrestleMania house show number yeah. four. I'm probably so, yeah. Uh, because we did kind of back off of that a little bit, because yeah. I just remembered how long it was, and it okay. was a long show. Said, it's enjoyable with friends, and, yeah. and Adam enjoyed it with his friend, too. Yeah. So there you go. That's an, yeah. probably another reason it helped. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris, I know we're almost out of here, so i got to squeak this one in here. Uh, I was doing the title line, uh, lineage right. of Era 1. And weirdly enough, I'm ending it here with the IC title, one of my favorite belts. Yeah. So the Intercontinental title, prior to WrestleMania one, has Greg Valentine defeating Tito Santana. That's why he goes in with the belt. And that was on September 24th, 1984, where he won it in London, Ontario, Canada. <laughs> and we talked about the happy ending to pay off the Tito-Valentine feud, where Tito defeats Greg Valentine July 6th, 1985 in Baltimore. Yeah, we were talking about how that should have been on WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. And probably in a cage. Yeah. But uh, Danny Davis strikes again February 8th, 1986. Savage defeats Santana in Boston. you got to see that match. It's classic and a great finish, too. It's probably the first time I saw that finish in a major match, so Mm -hmm. check it out. And then, of course, going into Steamboat defeating Savage, March 29th, 1987, in Pontiac, Michigan, at WrestleMania 3, of course. Yep. Less than three months later, Honky Tonk Man defeats Ricky the Dragon Steamboat uh-huh. on June 2nd, 1987, in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fitting town for that to happen. <laughs> oh, I'm healing Buffalo. Moving on. I uh, still love you, Beth Phoenix, but uh, all right. On August 29th, 1988, in 35 seconds, the Ultimate Warrior defeats the Honky Tonk Man <laughs> after 14 months man, of a reign yeah. in New York City. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, 
April 2nd, 1989, in Atlantic City, New Jersey, Ravishing Recruit defeats the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania 5. There goes your Intercontinental title wow, lineage that's it? for the first era. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. I said titles. You just wait, man. You wait till we get to that Russo era. I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, but before then, let's go to a happy time. Well, thank you for talking about the Intercontinental title because you actually just mentioned, I think it's no surprise, our number one match from the first era. Uh, is, of course, the Intercontinental title match from WrestleMania 3, Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Oh, yeah. You can't yeah, you can't argue. No one can argue that. I can say every cliche in the book. You can't can't mess with it. You can't front on that. It's it's the Bob's Big Boy with fries, extra cheese and some bacon. It's, <laughs> right. it's, it's all of that. Yep. And we've said it a billion times. We'll say it a billion more times as long as there is yep. a WrestleMania house show or a wrestling house show. Yep. So yeah, thank you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty. Yeah, that's all you can say. Um, so yeah, it was the only time it made our uh, top ten. That's um, interesting. Which is interesting because yeah. I mean we usually say like Intercontinental Title is the wrestling title, yeah. and the WWF title is the marquee like big man title. Yeah. Um, Era one makes that uh, the plot thickens there. Yeah. It? <laughs> so interesting. Maybe it'll show up a little bit more on the second era. Yeah, maybe so. Just looking at uh, the top ten list for here, just a couple things. Like, Randy Savage was on there three times. Hogan was on there three times. Ah. So I think that's pretty fitting. Like, yeah. top two guys. And if you're, if we were trying to figure out whose era it truly was, at three and three, they have a match against each other. Hogan wins it. So it, that's why it gets to be his era. There you go. All right. There so go. this was the Hogan era, Chris. Yes. And we're going into... I, I, I honestly, at this point, I don't know where we're going to break it off, but starting with six... At least getting up to nine, I think. But you know what I, I kind of want to call this next era? So the Hogan era? <laughs> With two question, mark. question marks? Yeah. Because Hogan's still there, yeah. and they're trying to get away from him. I could tell they are. I mean, <laughs> yeah. All you have to do is watch the shows and figure out, well, we're trying to kind of get away from we're him. We're kind of trying to phase Hogan yeah. out. But we still keep bringing him back because he's, he's still a little, there's still a little money there. Yeah. And we just don't know. We're going to try other things. Yeah, talking about nine, it's like, really, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, so this is coming up into the Hogan era? <laughs> I don't know. All right. I'll, I'll come, yeah, but Work I, on I, that. Th- I think that's pretty I think much that's what we're going to have yeah. to call it, because there's no, there's no clear-cut dominator here. Yeah. We get introduced to a lot of great new single stars. Yeah, it really transitions um, into new, different guys yeah. in, the, in this next, next era that would be bigger later. Yeah, so. exactly. So it's still Hogan's there, so he's going to be sticking his butt in a lot of stuff. <laughs> but stay tuned. That'll be in the next era. Yeah. Chris, I'm so glad we made it to the end of this era one. Yes. Let's move on. Let's go. Maybe evolve a little bit. Try to. All right. And, yeah. Anybody else has any other observations they would like to have on the next era of the WrestleMania House Show bonus episode? I'll have a good title for it at some point. All right. But Chris, how can they do that? <laughs> uh, you can give us more content for our shows by going to cnjradio.com, going to the Wrestling House Show website, which we will have our uh, WrestleMania House Show subsite on there with all of our master rankings and show rankings and venue rankings and best dressed and worst dressed and all everything you just heard. We're going to have something representing it on that. So go there and do that. And go to our Facebook and our Twitter and all that that's linked from that and do that. Yeah. And leave comment on iTunes, please. Yes. That'll really help. Comment on iTunes. Yes. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody, for joining us. And next time you'll hear us, we'll be on WrestleMania House Show 6. 
Bye. I got some real bad news. And it may involve your body. You've been talking too much, too long, too loud. But you ain't scaring nobody. You see, talk is cheap when you can't keep your promise of destruction. I think you'll see because of me. You need reconstruction if you only knew what we